Somewhere planet-side, in a small SRV repair shop, a couple of mechanics are staring at a purple scarab and wondering just where to start. On the wall is a wholly inappropriate calendar. On the side, a copy of the classic red-top newspaper, The Soul. Mm, we use the word news loosely. And mugs are strewn about the place. The contents in various states of growth. Well, how do you reckon it got bent like that? Looks like whoever was driving it decided to use it as a battering ram. Well, and the electrics are shot. How do you mean? Like, like a bad earth or something? Well, no, literally. They've been shot. Well, let's get it sorted and out of here. We've got a load more coming in later. Well, what, why is that then? Well, from what I can tell, some geezer smashing a few up tonight. Here, turn the radio on, will you? Our mics are live. Good evening, good evening, good evening, and welcome to Hot and Over the Live, broadcasting this week from 320 light years outside the bubble at the site of this week's shenanigans. I am Dick Chafing. I'm Rudolf Hucker, and this geezer looks like it's spurting like a gooden. I just can't watch. I'm placing bets. I've got the medical kit. And I've got a strange itch that I can't reach. Right round the back. Oh. Oh. Oh gosh. Uh -huh. Full steam ahead as Flossie goes digital. Nip trip for unlucky nutty trucker. Lost leader causes Christmas kerfuffle. These are small, but the ones out there are far away. Digestion suggestions leave Wotherspoon in a spin. Hackswing make a station announcement. Lou's got something worth listening to for a change. And Norman might just have the week off. First tonight, there are reports that one Commander Flossie had to be rescued by the HAC, the Hutton Automobile Club, from a weekend's testing of data point scanning with fellow commanders Palantir, Vantian, and Lithobreaker. On thrusting her throttle to the max and charging straight into danger, screaming, Come get some, you little skimmer rotters! Firing every which way, a loose bottle of gin in the cockpit appears to have wedged itself on the throttle pedal, and her furious, fastest flat foot stomping on the go-faster flap snapped the linkage, leaving her with, to all intents and purposes, a digital throttle. 
Whilst charging at a highly armed and well-defended surface installation at full speed is both bold and brave when attempting a complex three-point turn inside the complex, wheel spin and massive forward or backward acceleration left her SRV and significant portions of the superstructure of the base in dire need of a good panel beating. Not to be deterred, this most rugged of Hutton truckers completed the mission in a destruction derby style that banger racers would be proud of, performed a perfect combat docking back with her diamond back, and then performed an aerobatic display over the battered and broken base just for kicks. Let it never be said that something as simple as broken controls can stop this Hutton trucker in her tracks. Not to be outdone in the shenanigans in the last week, two Hutton commanders were delivered a nip by the Pilots' Federation on Tuesday. The nip, or notice of intended probing, was issued after an automated detection system was triggered due to, and we quote, unexpected readings in the odometer area, flying furiously, and supercruise speeding in a sidewinder. Whilst we're not sure what triggered the pending probing at this juncture, given that the two parties summoned to Commander Braven's office are Rincewit Cymru and Mr. Shouty, we think it's probably something to do with drawing things on the galaxy map, sidewider shenanigans, and very possibly saying rude things about jumpers. Commander Antarius Fusion, clerk of the course for the 80 days around the Verse ship rally, denied that the event had anything to do with the police investigation and that as far as he was concerned, both pilots behaved in an exemplary fashion throughout, whilst checking his liability insurance, escape route, alibi and flameproof undergarments. A summit of Federation and affiliated factions was derailed yesterday due to a location mix-up. Galto leaders gathered for an annual defense summit and trade show in an old Earth location known as the Grove. There were in-depth discussions regarding finance, strategic placement of assets, and exactly how many volts it takes for a shock rod to make someone pee themselves when stunned. Weapons companies showed off their wares including the new Enforcement Drone 209 series by Omni Consumer Products, personal megaships which are expected to come to the market soon, and power armour for Momus Bog Spaniels. Things went askew for President Zachary Hudson when his presidential transport was mistakenly redirected to Elf Grove, a Christmas-themed resort in Old Earth's North Britain. Staff at the park refused entry to the misplaced president and the substantial entourage resulting a stand in a standoff between the president's FSS bodyguards and the elves of Glitter Mallow Valley. In a showdown with the Sparkbum Fairy, President Hudson was heard to shout that he would bomb the shizhole back to the Funking Stone Age if they didn't let him in. She responded by telling him that he was a grumpy, wumpy, poopy pants, Grinch mongle. It was at the park, as the park manager asked the group to take the angry orange-faced clown away, that news came through informing presidential aides that they would have to relocate to the Grove for the summit. In a press conference at the Grove, Hudson confirmed that the Federation is now at war with the people of Elf Grove, and that he would send his new Biglier planetary assault megaship into the area by the end of today. He also pledged to build a giant ice wall across the border with North Britain 
which the people of Glittermallow Valley would pay for. Elf spokesperson Tootsie Sugarplum said, The wall thing is a great idea. We can turn it into a candy cane mine and people will flock to it. We are happy to pay for the wall, but only in our elf currency, which is hugs. He also sent a personal message to President Hudson warning the president is behaving like a cotton-headed ninny muggins and will make Santa's naughty list if he isn't careful. We will keep you informed on developments as they happen. It appears that there is a joker at work in the galaxy whose aim is to convince us that we're all like Alice in Wonderland. No, not someone who'll drink anything that comes in a bottle. We'll leave that to Cecil. More in that we're getting much, much bigger, or much, much smaller. And not in the, it's nearly Christmas, I'd better go on a diet, uh, sorry, I might as well start in the new year and make it a really good diet kind of way. Our sculptress of miniature masterpieces, Commander Claire Helen, recently received a giant Hutton mug, described as funking big by passers-by, designed to help her feel at home with one of her miniature pilots. At the other end of the scale, see what I did there, Commander Major General Noctivagus has enlisted the help of Commander Claire Helen to carry out the coup of the century. As everyone knows, genuine Hutton mugs cannot be bought, only earned. This was the basis on which the commander decided to smoke out those who would seek to ignore this rule, whilst raising money for charity at the same time. The Major General cleverly photographed miniature Hutton mugs and offered them for sale. Orders from would-be Hutton mug owners came flooding in, and soon, sooner than expected, the Major General had completely depleted his stock. Recipients of the miniature mugs, embarrassed to have been caught out by such an obvious scheme, have been careful only to take photos where the mug is much closer to the camera, trying to pass them off as the real thing. The Major General raised 800 credits with this event, and who knows, maybe the miniatures will become collector's items in the future. Commander Weatherspoon, prolific media personality, commentator, and uh, acerbic, 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 acrobat, acrobat. The commentator and acrobat interviewer had a near news incident this week, as shortly before beginning the most recent episode of He Reads the News So You Don't Have To for tonight's show, he was viciously and unexpectedly attacked from behind with some actual news from the Galnet News Service. Having received a few days' worth of suggestions of articles that people would like an in-depth analysis of, and a few nuggets that needed pulling out and giving a polish, he was all prepared for his Thursday cut and thrust of witty repartee when the proverbial rug was pulled out from under him with the arrival of some real news for the first time since the third week in November. Here at Hutton, whilst we have our finger on the pulse of the news that everyone wants to hear, we've been mystified as to why the Galnet News Service has been having a sabbatical the size of which makes... Look, what's her sure? Huh. Galactic News Service has been having a sabbatical the size of which makes most malingering politicians look like endangered labour. Where are all the salacious tales of wrongdoing in the Empire? Whatever happened to the Thargoids? Is the universe bored of tales of federal politics? Where can we find our Sunday crossword? To find out what he found out and to hear the most important and only real news in the galaxy, you'll have to tune in later tonight to his digestion and hear the gurglings and goings on first hand. 
Incoming encrypted transmission. Decrypting. Decryption complete. Stand by for a message from Hexcom Actual. Okay, Hexwing. Tharg remains slumbering like the old ones, and our break in the war continues. While we await his reawakening, there are still 69 damaged stations out there awaiting repair supplies. Those carrying conveyors of considerable quantities of cargo, Operation Ida, can always use our help hauling those goods. And just like last year, Operation Ida is celebrating the holidays with the heartwarming and helpful holiday haul. It will kick off on December 14th with an effort to deliver the full manifest of repair supplies to a station in 24 hours and continues with events through January 5th. If you want to get involved, head on over to OperationIda.com and click the Holiday Hall hyperlink in the header. And while you're there, and if you can, consider donating to their Holiday Hall charity, the Cancer Research Institute. Remember, truckers, Tharg may return at any time, so stay alert, keep your eyes on the signal sources, and always be ready to defend the mug. Hexcom message complete. Defend the mug. And encrypted transmission. Excellent news, truckers. Only Wise 0855-0714 is above 60%. You may all take a small swig of your Mega Gin. Once you've done that, pop over to Avic and give us a bit of a boost, as those cheeky Syrians are creeping up on us again. We're expecting a rush on Federation rank grinders, so keep an eye out. Most of our systems have a Federal faction below us, which may help us to get down to 50% where we want to be, but we don't want to drop into anyone's clutches. Not clutches, that's different. So make sure we have at least 40% influence and a 15% gap over the next faction. Over in Colonia, we have some boom going on, so fill your holds and get some profits. Bounties to go to Fort Mug only, expiration data to Tier, please make sure it's our station, and missions from Eol Propel Centauri and Tier, please. Over to Norma. As a result of winning the recent CT for the Interstellar Initiative, the Golconda, any Federation rank will be earned at double rate between today and the 16th of December. There's also a discount on all Federation ships during this time, reported to be around 45%. Good time to rank up with the Federation and buy one or more of their ships. There's also a new rare good, APRVT, available from the new station, Forrester's Choice, in the Upankilis up system, as well as a decal for anyone landing at the station of either of the mega ships currently. Anyone landing at the station or either of the mega ships currently present in the system. Thank you, one and all. Right, it's about time I mounted this geezer and got launched into the orbit. Um, so, I think, um, Mr. Mr. Winner, I think it's maybe time to 
Now I'm not sure if you're going to click the button or if you want me to click the button. I'd love you to click the button, Carl. I think uh, you deserve that much of the honour. <laughs> okay, well, <clears throat> let's uh, give you a little burst of some motivational sound for uh, making you feel what the Muggies is about because we do have a wonderful piece of a theme for the Muggies. The first annual Muggies 2019 after one week of your nominations is now open for voting. And we'll close next week where the votes will be counted. All right, Flossie, we're going to hand over to you and we're just going to do a wee short, short intro for you. There we go. It's Flossie. It's Flossie. It's Flossie. It's Flossie. And the community goes. Hello, Flossie here. With this week's non-community goals news. <laughs> Pilots Federation seems to be content with releasing an actual piece of news and not starting a new initiative of CG. I thought this was the ideal time to read you another extract from my best-selling autobiography, How I Became the Pilot Federation's Favourite Pilot. Chapter 26. The events leading up to my clear save. As I mentioned before, I'd fallen on hard times after my disastrous fling with Ed Lewis when he thought he could get what he needed elsewhere and left me bereft. You remember that despite trying a new line of business as a dominatrix with the catchphrase Flossie tells you what to do did not bring me infamy and fortune as I soon found out that I was allergic to latex. What came next will live in my memory forever. You have to remember that this was a long time ago in a galaxy that was all too near. It seemed to be a more carefree place than today. We performed actions with no fault thought to our consequences. It almost seemed to be nothing more than a game. It was at this time that I joined a band of mercenary pirates, the so-called Tasty Cargo Crew. We'd do anything to gain a dishonest credit, attack empty ships for fun, steal void or pulse from pilots stupid enough to return to the hot spot with the spoils from their last visit still in the hold, hang around in Shinrata Desert and blast ships belonging to pilots who got their elite status from mining or a quick trip to Beagle Point. We got our fun where we could, interdicting pilots with a miserable two tons of cargo, letting them go, then doing it all over again, time after time, until they were almost close enough to the station to come off the super crews, then yank them out again and make them have to fly the interminable distance once again. We made plenty of credits, life was good, but all that changed one day, 
when I was asked to take on my an, an apprentice, a young lad, softly spoken, wearing glasses and a curious zigzag scar on his forehead. I taught him all I knew. He was a natural. He lapped it up, wanting ever more ways to kill, destroy and betray, which is when I realised that he'd gone over to the dark side of the verse. I begged him to stop, to stop being such a knob and to seek help from AA, Arsehole's Anonymous. But no, he was determined. What had I done? What had I created? This was and is my greatest shame and one which I have shared with no one until now. Please, dear reader, do not judge me too harshly. You have what I did not, historical insight. I took the only way out that I could. I changed my name and started again in the galaxy from scratch, with nothing but a plain brown sidewinder. Commander, Lear anyway, disappeared from the galaxy forever, and Commander Flossie became a born-again combat virgin. This is why none of my ships have weapons. It's a small penance for my earlier misdeeds. That's all we have time for this week. Next time I'll be revealing how I got the nickname Flossie Who Backs Into Sons. The names of those sons and who their fathers were. Flossie told you what to do. Galnet News Digest, 5th of December 3305. We read the news so you don't have to. In this week's news, decals for all, cheap as ships, relocated at gunpoint. Decals for all. The Federation is celebrating the successful resettlement of the former inhabitants of the Golconda into a Federation-affiliated outpost by giving away decals as a way of saying thank you to those dedicated commanders who worked so hard to ensure the colonists would become Federation citizens. The decal can be picked up from either megaship in the Ipaniklis system, including the Imperial one, so don't let it ever be said that they are bad losers or from the new outpost itself, Forrester's Choice. The decal is a special one. If you fit it on one side of your ship, it spells out Golconda. If you fit it on the other side of your ship, it says Andoclog, which is an ancient Sumerian word for a slightly bodged technical implementation. While you're at Forrester's Choice in your small or medium ship, take the time to admire the abandoned Golconda, and the agricultural installation with which the settlers hope to make their living. And don't forget to stock up on the Apavieti, or the Water of Life, the galaxy's latest drinks fad, which is in great demand amongst the less discerning drinkers in the bubble. Right up there, alongside Buckfast Tonic Wine. Cheap as ships. 
in a further act of beneficence, federal leaders have decreed that all federal ships will carry a discount until the 16th of December. This includes the ever-popular corvette, the dropship, the assault ship and the gunship. And possibly the eagle as well, although that's so cheap it's effectively free already. The discount applies even if you already have a discount, so shop wisely at Founders World or better still in Lee Yong Ri's serious managed systems, if you can stand the stench of backstabbing and double standards. If you don't yet have the federal rank to qualify for a Corvette, don't despair. Until the 16th, you can work towards your federal rank and advance twice as quickly as normal, because the Federation is happy to lower its standards in return for a quick buck. When the Federation says these offers will expire on the 16th of December, what it means is really, really early in the morning of the 16th of December, so make sure to place your order for Federal ships no later than Sunday the 15th of December. Relocated at gunpoint. Following the Pilots' Federation members' vote over the future of the Golconda Generation ship settlers, during which the public decided that the settlers should become subjects of the Federation, Federal Guards have escorted the Golconda crew and settlers to their new home. The settlers are reported to have linked arms in an attempt to resist being forcibly resettled, and to have started singing We Will Overcome as they were evicted from the Golconda at gunpoint. The colonists' new home will be a federal-branded concentration camp called Forester's Choice. There, the settlers will be forced to make their rare Apavieti spirit and sell it at knockdown prices so that the distributor can make obscene profits by shipping it to markets on the other side of the bubble. Younger settlers are already discussing earnestly what sort of weapons technology they can get their hands on so they can launch a bid for freedom when the Federation drops its guard. The people of the Golconda are resolute that they will remain united and maintain their unique culture in the face of federal attempts to assimilate them. And that's this week's Galnet News. Galnet News, we read the news so you don't have to. Howdy there, y'all. 
This here's Buck Naked, spokesman for Lacon Spaceways, back again for this week's Hutton Top Trucker. Now you may ask yourself, how do we keep up with your shenanigans while y'all mosey round the Milky Way? And you may tell yourself that it's cause over here at Hutton Orbital, we're magical. And we keep little fairies in cages and shake them when we need that magic dust. And you might be a little off, but not as far as we are after we shake our fairies. But the truth of the matter is that we installed spyware. <coughs> I mean, the Hutton Helper into your spaceships. And it tells us everything. Winter, you keep doing that and you'll grow hair on the palm of your hand. But before we go too far down that rabbit hole, let's get on to our top truckers. Yeehaw! From the Explorers, jumping around like them rabbits out in the field, Commander Light 027 did the bunny hop for over 50,200 light years. Talk about some sore hind legs. Commander Assaulty Bustard got himself an itchy trigger finger and put the despicably dirty do-batter Don Antonacci and his band of pathetic pirates into the dirt. He racked up 23.8 million credits worth of bounties while tearing the engines out of every one of the Don ships. Running missions like no other, Commander Texas Stu racked in 434 mission points this week. When asked how he done it, he said it was with the help of caffeine, nicotine, and benzodrine. Loading up the new trailer attachment to the rear of a Lacon Type 9 and filling it to the brim, Commander Operation IDA hauled over 60,000 tons of cargo around the galaxy. It was convoy time, and that man was in the lead. Taking control of the Hutton Scooter rental this week, we got Commander LaForge, that's L4F, Zero R9E <laughs> delivering 275 passengers around the galaxy. Looks like a slow week, but what the heck, it still earns you a decal. Our fastest run Hutton Orbital is held by Commander Rampage 737 in one hour, 22 minutes, and 40 seconds. But our fastest run so far in this month of December is by Commander Bellwind Darkstar in 1 hour, 25 minutes, and 28 seconds. If y'all think you got what it takes to beat these scores, then download the Hutton Helper and get to flying. You want to hear your name on this here radio station? Make sure you got the Hutton Helper installed. Pick it up on the web at hot.forthemug.com and get to trucking. And don't forget... If you do hear your name called out and you ain't already got one, get in touch with us to get your very own Hutton decal for your ship. Hutton Top Trucker, brought to you by Lacon Spaceways. Only ships in the galaxy that come with a mini mug full of fairy dust. I mean, onion head. Good night, one and all. Now, we're falling down. With Oasis. Yes, yes, we... we, we for the mug, everyone! Oh, for the mug, yes. For the mug. Oh, 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 oh